you mentioned before we got on to that you've had a lot of conversations on a different topic <laughs> to do with like one of the common things with you young athletes this week has been that they just need to eat more food. Can you expand on that? What do you mean? What are some well, of the things you've said to them? I have uh, uh, two really close friends who came in together through a recommendation of an, another friend of theirs who I've been working with for about a year and they've watched his body change and uh, his uh, athleticism improve since he's been working with me. And so they came in and one of them is a very tall kid who uh, needed to improve his body composition and get a lot stronger uh, because uh, he's a baseball player and a football quarterback and uh, he doesn't throw the ball as hard as he is capable of. So we've been working on that with him and he's gotten stronger and, and he's actually put on about 10 pounds, but his body fat's gone down about four points. He, in fact, he just uh, texted me that. And, uh, and uh, he's got a friend who's, uh, who's, who's not very tall, who plays wide receiver and back in football, which is designed for guys who are built like him. But he's extremely, uh, uh, he's a late bloomer and he only was weighing in at about 130 pounds. And in the last uh, uh, 10 weeks, he's put on 15 pounds. And I would probably say he's probably put more like 20 pounds of muscle and dropped some fat, even at being so, uh, so light. And he had a point where he got to about 141 pounds and, uh, and he was stuck there for a bit. And I just kept on saying to him, if, as long as you keep eating, the body starts to wonder what's going on when you go from the body being used to you weighing 130 pounds and you get up to up 10 pounds and it's still going and the body says, whoa, 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 what's going on here? And uh, so you have to just keep pushing it. And so the body says, oh, it's okay for me to be here and now I'll put some more size on. So now he knows that what got him from 130 to 140 was not what it was going to be to get him from 140 to 145. And now he understands that concept going forward and is looking to put on about another 10 to 15 pounds between now and in the uh, late start of a football season due to the pandemic that uh, out of the blue, he lucked into having uh, five or six months to prepare when he only had maybe two or three weeks to prepare for a season. And, it's funny uh, how it's turned out really well for your athletes, isn't it? I know you were worried a, about them in September. A, there's a number of them who uh, have really, uh, the silver lining for them is that they've had an opportunity to get an off season that they generally don't get. And that's been the big challenge over the years with a lot of high school athletes where they're playing, uh, if they're playing one sport, they're playing on club teams plus the school team. So they usually maybe throughout the year have about eight to 10 weeks total to train unencumbered. And now they're, they're taking advantage. I've had a couple of college players who actually uh, had their seasons canceled. And because school's online, they're staying at home, taking their classes online. And I'm seeing them two, three times a week. And all of them are making terrific progress. And they're going to walk back into the situations having uh, improved at a much higher level than ordinarily that they would improve, even if they were their, uh, their football teams and their strength programs. The strength programs a lot of times are overloaded at the level that these guys are playing at, where they may only have a few coaches for as many as 100 kids. 
out there. And so they don't always get the individual attention that they may need because not everything in the program, the program is built in general would be pretty solid in most cases, but sometimes the kids need tweaks that are very important for them individually that they're not gonna be able to see. And especially in my small gym, it's very hard to miss on these things. And uh, for them but to even get- Honestly, even if they don't, they can't come to your gym and they could possibly have your expert eyes look at them over video, for someone who's got 30 plus years experience, there's nothing that compares to that. I'm sorry. And I've been a coach for 20 plus years and I would hire you if I was, you know, trying to whatever with my body to do with sport because the results are there. Guys, there are so many podcast episodes that Keith's made as well on training through the pandemic on opportunities that have been created for uh, some of his young guys. So make sure you listen to that. The link is somewhere near this audio if you're listening to it, but also um, all over the social media as well. Sorry, Keith, I interrupted because I'm so over-enthusiastic about your skill set. And people get to message you if they have a question about any of this or about um, their own, their, their child's opportunities potentially. Sorry, I interrupted. I tend to do that. It was a good interruption as usual. <laughs> but, um, so I think. So yeah, that, you're talking about pattern. So yeah, so the so the kids. So it's it's been actually of. Uh, I think a lot of us were a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Want to say the word scared or fearful or. I think it was just we're in an unknown situation in, in everybody's in that situation as to how this is going to work. And it's turned into a lot of the, the, uh, the young people I deal with. It's turned out to be a huge blessing in disguise. And uh, I'm, I'm very pleased for them. And most of them are taking advantage of this opportunity. And uh, I'm getting very good reports pretty much out of everybody. And they're very pleased and excited about uh, continuing the move now that not even satisfied with this is there's more to be done and uh, that part is very exciting and uh, I would say that's probably the biggest joy I get out of this when when you have an impact most people are going to improve x amount no matter what they do just by from just from being from going from year to year it's about being able to get somebody to improve way above and beyond that normal expectation so that when the decision makers are taking a look at you, whether it's your high school coach or your AAU coach who might place you on a higher level team within their program or college coaches who are looking at you or private school coaches who might be interested in, in needing you, which could buy you an extra year potentially to reclass, which is very common now. So uh, kids in public school go to for four years, but if, uh, if you go to a private school, it might give you the opportunity to have five years of high school, which uh, uh, nowadays, as I said before, is very common. And that important because on the other side, when you get into college, if, you, if you're good enough to earn an opportunity to play there, you're going to be playing against guys who might be 23. And in, in the world of hockey, they have 20, 21-year-old freshmen who play uh, uh, they play in prep schools and then they might play two or three years of juniors before they go and play college hockey. It's, it's, it's crazy to be a 21 year old freshman, a 22 year old freshman and 
in college, but they're doing that at the, in, in hockey. In case you, not to um, embarrass you, but you have quite a personal story and an affection with these young guys, don't you? Because it's, it's your own story back from when you were in high school and you wanted to be better at the sport and be chosen and put on size. And you know, actually what it, you actually emotionally know what it means. It's not because you've just chosen these guys to work with it's because it's got a real connection for you. Can you tell us a bit more about your story <laughs> to put you on the spot? <laughs> well, when I was, when I was younger, I, I grew up, my parents were divorced. Uh, uh, I developed some very poor eating habits, not because it was uh, uh, my mother's fault or anything. She had to work to support three kids and, uh, I came home and I had to uh, learn to uh, keep keep myself uh, from being hungry. So anything that was available and everything that was available was going into my body. And I didn't know any better when I was you know, in, in my, uh, my late single digits, early teens. And I developed a, a very poor uh, nutritional habits. And then when I did bump in the nutritionist, they would say, well, if you're trying to gain weight, you want to eat as many calories as you can, which I did. No, they often, you know, get them Weet-Bix, milk, sandwiches. Still today, I have friends yeah. whose sons in Australia are still doing that. You're being advised to do that. So they... And so from that, it is... Uh, something that was been very hard even when I was in high school I graduated high school weighing only 160 pounds a lot of people don't believe that when I tell them because I weigh 215 nowadays and how you know, tall are you um about six foot two and uh most people would never know that I was uh, I was considered on the skinny side even when I graduated high school and it wasn't until I got older that I changed uh, my eating habits when I began to discover that I was basically uh, unknowingly sabotaging my, uh, my progress by just eating anything and everything because I was just calorie focused and I wasn't focused on uh, getting the proper fuel. So yes, you should eat more calories, but it's got to come from very good sources. Meaning um, to keep it basic, what do you so I was fortunate because my, my brother helped me out, but he wasn't a professional on the nutritional end of things. He helped me from a technical standpoint and beginning to get my interest peaked in uh, strength training. And uh, that's why I got into it as time went on. And uh, But I just remember the impact that it made being able to make a team that I was totally unexpected to make in high school at, this, at that stage. And uh, uh, it forever changed, even when I bump into uh, you know, I bumped into an old high school friend after not seeing him for over 20 years. And he just remembers me being a super successful high school player. And if he only knew what I had to do to get to that point, because I met him in high school, I didn't, I didn't know him before that, that he doesn't, he didn't understand. He thought that was just going to be a normal concept that, oh, I was supposed to be there. It was something that was, uh, that was built. And so the impact of that, even, even bumping into old friends, knowing that you had had that achievement in high school, uh, means a lot to people uh, when they reminisce about uh, their high school days and, and whatever their accomplishments were. And uh, you know, in a high school basketball team, typically they take uh, 12 to 15 players. And if you're in a big school, our school had 2,400 students in it and only three grades now, typically now they're four grades. And to be one of uh, 12 boys, so you typically half being boys out of uh, 
making it uh, a team as a uh, in a school that had 1,200 boys. That's a, that's an impressive accomplishment on paper, and I was fortunate to be good enough to be one of those uh, people. So uh, when I see when I see kids accomplishing things that uh, they probably wouldn't have accomplished without the impact uh, that they get from uh, looking at things a lot different than they even knew about it. It not only affects them at the, during the current time of uh, them playing high school or college, but it affects their, uh, their self-concept, which going forward is gonna be huge for them going out into the professional world. I've been at it long enough where I've watched dozens of my kids uh, uh, become huge successes in the early part of their professional lives. And, uh, and I'm in touch with many of them, and it's uh, it's great, and it's an honor to still be a, a part of their lives in some at some level that they uh, the respect, and that they remember a lot of the lessons that they uh, they garnered that were beyond just learning how to uh, get stronger and learning how to exercise appropriately and uh, eat properly. Uh, you really are. I just wrote down something more notes on that, but you really are. A a mentor to to young men, aren't you? And that, they are really foundational years, aren't they? When you think about it, and I've always known from training clients anyway, it's okay. Yes, they get strong. It actually, you know, the repercussions are all facets of their life. But I would usually be dealing with you know women in their thirties and forties. But you're laying the foundational groundwork, just like I guess having a good kindergarten teacher will give somebody confidence. But the teenage years, especially now during the pandemic has shown us it's so critically important for people to just have self-belief and confidence. Well, it's the other thing that's interesting and, and you, you have a daughter and I have two children and it's very hard as a parent after a while, the children start to uh, shut down to a lot of the things that you say. So you almost have to be careful where, what uh, battles you're going to fight. But uh, a lot of times I'm able, and it's not that I'm looking to be the parents of, of these kids, but in a sense, I'm, I'm affecting them in a way where they don't have necessarily that barrier up that they exactly. would have. Nobody likes to, I think, listen to their parent when they're a teenager. So in a way, I'm a, I'm a good guy and a bad guy at the same time, but they usually, they usually come out on the other side with a lot of lessons learned that are, in, Again, I, I'm not intending to be a parent or anything in this case, but mm. uh, they, nat they naturally learn about by mm. by learning to be uh, handle yourselves in a professional way. I'm asking people to handle themselves in a more much at a more mature stage than where they're at at this time, because uh, they have to do that. So, in a sense, I'm treating them no different than the professional athletes that I I dealt with on a more regular basis years ago, where I'm asking them mm. to behave like one. And if they want to see the optimal result out of what they're, they're putting all this extra effort in and changing uh, what they're putting in their bodies and avoiding certain things that they're putting in their bodies uh, to get this done, mm. it's, uh, and you don't realize what the impact is until years later uh, in talking to a number of these people that you've dealt with in the past. And it's funny, more and more of these people have been popping up in my life recently. Uh, and it's, a, it's a, such a joy to see uh, uh, 
what fine uh, 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 adults that they've become. And uh, it's nice to have a, uh, even if it's a very tiny uh, part in that, uh, any way that we've helped to move that needle uh, in the positive direction has been, uh, has been great. Exactly, it's a, it's a contribution, isn't it? It goes far, it does, it goes far beyond just upgrading their skills on the court or the hockey fields or anything, actually, this Johnson. Really, really rewarding one, that's for sure. Any final words that you'd like to share with any parents or any upcoming sports? Yeah, I think, I think, in, I think in general, the, the parents are always trying to figure out how do I, uh, what I need to do to uh, help my child. In most cases, most of the kids on a physical level aren't where they need to be. Some kids are big, but some kids have, are carrying too much body fat, so they're not able to move around as well as they could. And when you have higher body fat than you should, it affects your endurance. So in the, the later stages of a game, the fourth quarter of games, it can affect your ability to be as effective as you were early in a game. And it's usually the people who are most effective later in a, in a, uh, in a close uh, competitive uh, game uh, that settles the, the issue. And so an advent of what I do by improving their strength and their body composition, your endurance automatically improves. Mm -hmm. So I always offer an opportunity for anybody who wants to meet me to come and meet. It's a, there's no obligation. We have a good time and we see if it's a fit. And if it's well, a they fit- can do that. Sorry to interrupt. They can do that online, can't they too? Anybody can speak to you over a video call like this and you can help them no matter where they are location-wise in the world, right? Yeah, and, and uh, for the first time in my life because of the pandemic, I, I'm dealing with uh, a number of people online. So it's, uh, if, uh, if anything now, if, if this was March, I would have uh, probably been a little more reticent about doing it. And now I consider myself a veteran. So I've, I've learned how to iron out all the kinks of uh, online and I have a, a good way to, a good feel for how you should progress with somebody uh, when you're not uh, in person with them. Everybody's a little bit more um, fluent in the language of Zoom these days anyway. So <laughs> now even my daughter knows how they do it because the whole world's had to do school online, haven't they? Just what a bizarre situation. But um, yeah, there's always a silver lining. And so I, I would say that's... Uh, I would say that's it. That's uh, it's been it's a very interesting week, and each week seems to become more interesting. So I'm looking forward to sharing some more of these uh, uh, these uh, stories and uh, uh, some tips that come along with it uh, as we go forward. Uh, you'll see it on my uh, on my personal page at Keith Alpert on Facebook, and Instagram, and as well as Athletist on both uh, platforms. Awesome. Or message Keith wherever you're seeing this recording or listening to it if you've got a question. I know he's fully booked, but in a couple of weeks he could take on one or two clients online for sure or face-to-face. -face. I don't know if he wants any more face-to-face -face clients. Sorry. The problem well, with being I, too... I always say at this stage in my career, being at it for 30 years is uh, if somebody's out there who is going to be a good fit, I usually find a way... Uh, no pun intended to fit fit them in the schedule because uh, it's a joy to uh, to deal with great people and uh, 
who you're in alignment with and when you're in alignment with uh, not only the uh, the athlete that you're dealing with but when you're in, in alignment with uh, with his family uh, you have an exponential uh, gain in in what happens and that's uh, that's where it's at and because i've had a few people that i've dealt with who's uh, who we didn't have that alignment and that's something i've i've learned over the years and it's not because uh, 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 the, uh, the people who are bad people that you're dealing with, they're all, for the most part, excellent people. But it ha there has to be a fit on both sides for it to, to work yeah. right. Oh, and definitely. And you can figure that out in a, in a phone call anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, we all get to work with clients that are easy to work with, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, we'll be making more recordings to do with this. Guys, keep your eyes out for Keith's podcast, more videos courses for um, upcoming athletes, one-on-one -on -one spots for PDTR clients that want to get out of pain and also upcoming courses for coaches potentially, maybe even a live workshop. Like there's not really much that this guy can't do, but that's what 30 years plus experience gives you. We'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.